podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the key double H half we're trying to live, trying to exist. We would do this podcast. We're supposed to do it on Tuesdays. You're supposed to hear it on Wednesdays. But, you know, it is what it is on Champions League weeks. We just get it in guerrilla style mm. um, with a U. <laughs> Uh, you can follow the podcast on twitter instagram facebook if you're listening on apple subscribe there's even a subscription feature that you can you know throw some change in the bucket if you're on apple if you're on spotify look up talking tactics extra you get some extra stuff you can subscribe to our patreon all of that half up where can people find you you can find me halfoffootballhot.com, but I'm remaking the website, which has been very, very, very annoying and a very hard task. So, yeah. Oh. Bro, I, mean, I tell you, my building it was it is fucking annoying, bro. It's been, ugh, trust me, just. They aren't a sponsor, but like, do you have like one of those like Squarespace? Oh, no, type? oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm using. Or is Word... everything ground up? Yeah, I'm using what, what, what press? Because I'm trying to do this Patreon integration thing. So, mm. and also like, I'm good at it. I had like a nice price because I'm a because I'm, I'm a cheap, <laughs> cheap, cheap dude. So everything Apple does, there's like a deal attached. <laughs> what, once, bro, I told you like when when I see red in like a department store, my brain just goes crazy. Like you know, that's that's my addiction. Whenever I see red um, half off, you know everything. That's the one thing we need actually that I would like to do, but I just have never got around to learning how to do it or wanting to do it in six seven years of this. Is making a website for the pod just in case something happened. I don't know, bro. As I was, like, it's v- especially in this digital age we're in, it's always good just to ha- it's like a, a a hub. So, so when people say, Oh, yeah, how oh, okay, so where's your Instagram? Where's your TikTok website? Just go there. So, everything you need, it's all there. So, there's it's just good just to have like a nice hub where everything is all in one landing page. There, so it's very useful to have one more commercial for written in the stars. Um, our Chelsea special will be dropping on November 20. Okay. Um, it's going to be about Chelsea's 2012 Champions League victory. So, so okay, so, so you have stuff for the for when you're gone then that will drop? That first week. The second and third week, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, no, I don't know. might have to figure something out. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll figure but, out something. You know, I'll get someone. I think I might be able to record. No, no, no. See, 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 bro. And I, and I might be happy to record. We, I don't know yet. So, we'll see. Bro, we'll, bro, we, focus we'll, on the on the trip, man. Focus on the trip, man. You know. I will. We will play the pod by ear. I might not feature. I might. I may. But yes, Chelsea. That special is dropping on the twentieth. So it's 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 a good one. It's better than the Zidane one, I think. And the Zidane one was pretty good. Half Hope is in it. Actually, you know, you feature quite a bit, even though our interview was like ten minutes. Oh, wow. But yours was the last one, so you plugged in wherever you hear Have Hope's voice is gaps that needed to be plugged oh, yeah. in. <laughs> anyway, let's keep the Chelsea theme. Chelsea against Spurs. I feel like that's a good place to start. What are your what are your recollections of the game that happened a few days ago? I think I'll say my main recollections are Romero is a moron. Udogi is young. But I think there's there's only one discussion point here, which is very much to do with talking tack tactics, <laughs> which is the idea of sticking to your philosophy. Mm. So nine men, a high line, and Ange was praised for 
how of his approach when he went down to, to nine men. And then I just thought that was stupid. And I feel like you shouldn't applaud that because you can't reinvent the wheel. Football is, is chess. And it's about the movements of pieces, creating space, trying to manipulate space. If a team has a one-man advantage, that is an advantage. A two-man advantage is a seismic change. It is a seismic change. So to literally keep attacking and play a highland with nine men, you are mad and you can't be applauded. So, and again, so this is, so it's almost like this, like the saying here, and it's, it's, like, it's like a, a quote, I mean, which is that I would rather be hated for the way that I win than champion for the way that I lose. Oh, because <laughs> you, at the end of the day, you lost, but people say, like, yeah, but we lost like warriors, you know, we, we really commend it. Well, cool. But you lost. <laughs> and at the end of the day, this, for this thing that we're doing here, it's about winning. You see, now here's something different. This isn't cool runnings. You see, for cool runnings, that was a whole different dynamic of what that was about, where, yeah, they lost, but that's what they achieved on a bigger scale based on just the context. You can say, okay, they ultimately won. But for this, no, it's Premier League, it's Tottenham, you were on a winning run. And here's the thing, you're going up against one of the worst attacking teams in the league. If you sat back, denied them space, you could have gotten a draw or maybe stolen a, a, a win. But then people say to me, that, oh, but half of it's worked though, because look at the, the chances they created. Let's take away the Sun chance, where he shot with his left foot. Two of the chances came from a set piece. You can still get those same set piece chances if you played men behind the ball by countering and winning a foul high up. Because my thing is that football, it's all about the psychology. If I'm on a team that has a two-man advantage, there is nothing that can change my mentality of desperation, of we have to score, we have to score, we have to push up. So by doing that, that counterattack is going to be on based on that team's desperation of like, we have to, it's an advantage, we have to be winning here, we have to be winning here. So the way you now sort of explore that desperation is by, okay, come in, come in, coax them in, coax them in. Because that counter is going to be on based on how desperate that team is to score because they feel they should be winning and they should be leading. Mm. So the nine-man highland thing, I'm sorry, it's, it's stupid. But the last thing here, and, and this is where I think I know where people are going. Who are you as a club? Mm. If you're a club that aims to win trophies, that's unacceptable and that's a sackable offense. But if you're a club that isn't here to win trophies and is just here to have a philosophy no matter what, oh, and well done, congrats. So for Tottenham, just accept that you're not to be taken seriously. You're not serious about winning trophies and you're just here about having a philosophy, which I think is actually the right thing to do for a team like Tottenham, then that's fair. Just let me know where we stand. You know, I think situationally, it was, de it was determined by the situation. If Spurs were in a Champions League final, he doesn't do that. But because it was a league match against Chelsea in a game where he probably felt it, whether or not the decisions were correct or incorrect, Postacoglu probably felt that his team were hard done by. 
they weren't. It was a straight red on Romero, unquestionably. Maybe he felt like the, the two yellows on Udogi were soft or whatever the case may be. I think part of it was like a protest <laughs> of like, I'm going to put this game into disrepute because we've already been disrespected. So who cares? And like, as I think as you alluded to, Chelsea had trouble breaking it down for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So it, was, mm. it wasn't as if the tactic wasn't working. It was just you gave them too many chances for it to work. Um, so part of me thinks maybe it was it was that, that it was just situational. If you put them in, I said Champions League final. If you put them in any final, Carlin Cup, FA Cup, any final, I don't think he plays that high line with nine men. I think they sit deep. I think the players themselves in a final <laughs> would be like, wait a minute, like we're just going to lose a trophy like this? No. But mm-hmm. in a game against Chelsea in the league in the 11th, 12th, 13th game of the season, I think maybe it was just kind of a, not a protest, but just standing on principle, you know. I'm reminded of a quote from, I think, Kwame Nkrumah that says, one can compromise over, does he use the word program or tactic? One can compromise over program, but not over principle. Any compromise of principle is the same as an abandonment of it. I think that's the quote. I tried to memorize that one in college. Um any compromise of principle is an abandonment of principle, essentially. So if if you're a new manager, and which Ange is, and you're coming into a team and you have a little bit of hardship, and you, and let's even even before hardship, you're trying to establish this is how we play under every circumstance. It doesn't matter rain, sleet, snow, snow, sunshine, whatever the case is. This is how. My team plays. This is how I want you to play. And you're trying to bed this tactic, not even tactic, this philosophy or program or way of playing into a set of players. This is the first time Spurs have really met hardship. So what do you do? And I think this we could use this for Manchester United later. Because, um, you know, I'll, I'll use them now. Ten Hag had this philosophy. If you remember the beginning of last season, right? And he came in and I think they lost their first two games to Brentford and Brighton in ways where people were like, I don't think this guy's philosophy is working differently. Or I don't think this guy's philosophy is working. Then the third game was against Liverpool and he completely switched it up and they won the game, I believe. And then it was like, well, the the the, the principles that you showed in the first two games even if over the long term they could have helped Manchester United play better or been more reflective of what you believe as a footballing mind, you compromised those principles in order to get points because you needed the points. And conversely, is this thing has been working. Why would I change it? Not only why would I change it, what does changing my philosophy do inside the minds of the players? And I think that has to be considered as well. It's that if we change, I'm showing these players that are new that my ideas change dependent on the situation. It might be too early in his process to change that idea. I need these players to know exactly what I want, no matter what. But then again, as I say, if it was actually a trophy on the line, 
I do think like he he must change it, right? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I I get that in terms of I'm a new manager and I want the players to be married to a, a, a philosophy, but you have to respect what football is. So by doing that, you're actually disrespecting the intricacy of what football is about. Because again, as us we 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 know for football, it's an extremely tactical game. It's extremely tactical. And if you have a two-man disadvantage, that is a seismic change. So the game that you want to play, where you're not take two men away from, from, from that, mm. it becomes impossible. Because now, every time you're now looking, because remember, your game is based off pass and move, pass and move, pass and move. But if you now take two people a- a- away, that same guy doesn't have the same... So it is impossible for you to employ your same... Um, philosophy if you you now remove two not just Ooh, one two people no, 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 from no. that no see I, there's a difference between tactics and philosophy so the tactics can, the tactics can change you know and the tactics did change in that game they had to like you can't play 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 when you don't have two players so they went to like six six at the back and then mm-hmm. kind of two people doing whatever like he changed the tactics but he didn't change the principle or the philosophy because no, no. I feel like I, I one, I don't know if he's capable of doing that because he is who he is. He, he said in the interview after the game, if we go down to four or five players, we're still going to have a crack or something like and that. Then, oh no, then, then you're, 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 you're an idiot. But, but that is somebody who's so married to their philosophical idea that they're not willing to compromise their tactic. And you're an idiot. <laughs> like, no, like, I, like I, with all due disrespect, respect you're an idiot. It, bro. I kind of respect it. I don't. I, I, see, so now this will be, we, we, we disagree. I have zero respect for that. You're being stupid. Because you see, do you know, <laughs> do, do, do you know what that is? Because then again, we now get into Disney Plus territory of like, man, no matter what, these guys will always be married to the philosophy. You know, that's something to, to be admired. For me, that's, you're a glorified loser then. That's what you are. You're essentially a glorified loser. Because, oh, okay. Oh, go for no, it. No, no, no. Because my thing is about at the end of the day, mm. what is it? Is it about winning or having a philosophy? Ooh, that's the thing. Okay. This is okay. Can, 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 can I respond to your question with a question? Mm. Okay. Does sticking to their philosophy make winning, not the game, but winning trophies more likely? So obviously, this game was sacrificed. But I think in Ange's mind, you can almost justify it by saying, once you go down to nine men, there's no way we're going to win the game anyway. Even if it's Chelsea, even if we sit back with nine, I still think Chelsea would be able to find one goal. Maybe they wouldn't score three in the way that Jackson did, but they'd find one with nine men. So if we're already in a compromised position, why not embed the philosophy that should work over the long term, which is high press, high line, attacking football or just aggressive football like that could win a trophy even if it loses us the game so like you lose the battle you win the war kind of idea do you think that could be a justification for it no because at the, because no, because at the end of the day you have nine men and my thing though is where i disagree with you slightly is i think philosophy and tactics actually in a way go hand in hand because in order to enforce a philosophy, you need a tactic to enforce the philosophy. This is a proactive pass and move team. 
And if you're about passing and moving one touch, you need people in particular positions to be there in order to execute the whole pass and move, pass and move, pass move, create space, pass move, create space. If you take two men out of there, that guy that has the ball, you simply don't have those options. Because as you're looking up, those options you normally have just add on to there. So it becomes hard for you to now employ that philosophy that you once had. Because again, I think, do you know what, what the issue is? Mm. We don't respect or we don't glorify de- defending. So growing up, defending was an art. So you, so people like Desai, Cannavaro, you were like, man, Italy, this guy's defended, man. Wow, this guy, Maldini, boom. But now defending is like a, a, a Desi what now? You know, defenders, <laughs> they need to know how to play from the back. They need to be good on the ball. We but give the them praise if they score goals. Goalkeepers are a perfect definition. Like go- people don't even want goalkeepers to nope, no save anymore. Wants to keep us now. So <laughs> they they want footballers who kind of wear gloves. Like, yeah, there we go. I mean? There we go. So so my thing though is that I feel what you should do is there's an art of attacking and there's an art in defending because mm-hmm. if you look at 06 Italy and Lippi, those guys knew how to attack. They knew how to defend. So you look at that game against Australia when they went down to 10 men. That was a defensive counter-attacking masterclass when they went down to 10 men. And you look at the game against Germany, which for me is probably arguably the best football match I've ever seen. That was a great display in balance, but offensive attack chance um, creation. Now, granted, not, ev- not everyone is balanced in that way. And people are like, no, this is what I have an expert in and I have an expert in, in being o- o- offensive. But I just think that, basically, watching it, it's, see, for me watching it, it looks stupid. I was like, <laughs> this looks stupid. Because I'm like, I'm looking at nine men play Super Highland. So Chelsea's like, okay, over the top, over the top of the Super You know, and it here, took them, 19, also, it took them the, the, the 30 well. minutes to figure out how to break it, bro. I know, but, but still, <laughs> if you're a team as trash as Chelsea, as horrible as Chelsea offensively, if you if you give them if you give them five one v ones they they're not going to score. If you give them twenty or forty one v ones, as bad as they are, they'll eventually score. So my thing is that it's like a numbers game. Let's restrict this bad attacking team from having as few good chances as possible. I'll even use like an NBA example, like an amazing sh- like Steph Curry. The guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you don't put anyone on him, <laughs> bro. It's, even if you put someone on him, he's still going to score, but at least to make it hard for him. So put one guy, two men on him, he's still going to find a way and score, but Steph, okay, ah, this is hard. If you put a nobody on me, bro, this, this is easy money. Or, or better yes, better yes, Westbrook. <laughs> oh, shit. So, like, but you see, this is different though. So people would say that Chelsea is like, is like Westbrook. Yeah, leave him open. <laughs> But here's the difference. What is what is harder to score? A three-pointer or a 1v1? If you're Westbrook, not Steph Curry. So, so what's harder to score? A 1v1 or if you're Westbrook or a, or a th- scoring a three? Jackson finishing 1v1 or Westbrook making a three? Come I'll, on, bro. I'll go Jackson. I'll go Jackson. Ja- yeah, come on. Of, of course, Jackson. Of course, 100%. You know, he scored four of them, by the way. He scored four 1v1s. One of them didn't count because Sterling was offside by, yeah. I think, his, his elbow. So 
you know, Jackson's finishing wasn't that bad. Just the header was pretty bad. And that last chance after the hat trick was pretty bad. Nine men, I can't, I can't. But I, can't. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, he did have the ball in the net four times. I think there were, s- how many goals? So there were, it was 4-1, so it was five. Chelsea had two goals disallowed. And Spurs had one. So th- that game, it, the game was crazy in and of no, itself. No, 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 I, th- I think, I th- point, I think Spurs had two. Did they? I think Son had one and Dyer had one. I think. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Son definitely had one. He was offside by his shoulder. Yeah, and then, so, and then Dyer had one. The, 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 the free kick. Again. Yeah, the free yeah, kick. Yeah. Yeah. A crazy game. But yes, Jackson is, is, is more likely to score than Westbrook, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so it's like you just giving someone like Jackson as bad as he is several one one of your ones. It's the numbers don't work. Whereas, like if he sits back deep and be like, "Hey, break us down, break us down." I remember you have the speed and of Kulisevsky and Son, and you have the press resistance of Bisuma. You can get good good counters. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I I think your idea is you do what's necessary to win the game, whatever that is. What, mm. Whatever it is, you do it to win the game. I yeah. think Postacoglu is taking or is looking. I said it right the first time. I think Postacoglu is taking a longer view. And he's thinking more about what he wants his team to look like in the long term. Not necessarily doing what, what doing what I have to do to win this game would compromise what I think is right for this team long term. Okay, 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 let me quick ask you a quick question. Great. So, Real Madrid Bayern, would that be acceptable? If he if he did that same thing with the nine men at Bayern or Real Madrid, would you still have the same view? I don't think he would. If I'm honest with you, no, but, no, 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 no. But no, no, if no, he no, did, no, 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 no. I he... think people. I think people. Most people. And when I say people, I mean like you know people on the timeline, mm. pundits on TV they would show some level of respect. Like, even though we don't, <laughs> even though it might be silly, I still respect the fact that you're going to die on your shield rather than, you know, do something that's not philosophically in line with or consistent with what you are as a, as a manager. That's what I think would happen. Like, they would, and they would get blitzed. Like, eight, like if Chelsea can score four, <laughs> then mm. Madrid or especially like Vinny and Modric would be able to destroy that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. if Gallagher Sterling can destroy it, then give me <laughs> give me Modric or no, no, give because me okay, so Bellingham imagine if so imagine if Di Matteo was a different kind of a manager and after Terry got sent off, he decided to be like, no, we still maintain this high line. And then Barca, would have maintained his high line for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they would have yeah, got so, destroyed. Yes, and, that, and, then, and then Barca eventually... You, but then again, I think it's the point to me is that it's a UCL... But see, it's a point to me to begin with. Tottenham. That's why my end that I came to was, okay, actually, I get it. Because it's Tottenham. Hmm. Tottenham, this, this is what Tottenham should have always been. They should have always been philosophy merchants. They're not a good team. So the Conte and Mourinho route just was not, not what Tottenham was about. Because mm-hmm. there was a key moment in the game. I think it was when Chelsea scored, it was either the third or the fourth. 
and Twitter fans started to applaud. So I was like, wait a minute. They, your rivals have just scored the third goal and you're applauding your, your team? But I was like, aha, I get it. They're like, we just want to see a team that we enjoy. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. So this is not a team that we take seriously in terms of, oh, they really want to win a trophy. It's, it's, it's vibes. Mm. And I think for Tottenham fans, and even knowing Tottenham fans, and speaking to Tottenham fans, I think this idea works well. This works well for Tottenham fans. So. But it wouldn't fly at Madrid or no, Chelsea. No, way. Or hell no. Anywhere, hell no. Any, anywhere where the fans have an expectation of winning and winning anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so Chelsea, Chelsea would not vibe with this, which is, I think, the good contrast of like Chelsea fans observing what they did. Like, yo, we would never do that. If you're if you're into like, I, <laughs> imagine Chelsea Mourinho or <laughs> uh, Antonio Conte or whomever, like just playing a high line. No, if if they went down to ten men, Chelsea would sink deep and defend their space. Oh, Much less nine. Bro. By the way, the goalkeeper, Great. Vicaro, amazing. The sweeper keeper thing. I mean, yeah, he was amazing. There were. In the first half, even when they were down to ten, I think, or yeah, yeah, yeah. After after Romero red card, Colwell was trying to put Sterling in, and he swept like two, three. And then mm. the second half, he was always there. So, I, I I would add this little piece though. Chelsea struggling for 30, 40 minutes to score a goal against nine, ten dudes. <laughs> It made them look worse, even though they won. It was like, yeah, eventually Spurs, especially once you go down, like when the game was 1-1, Spurs actually had something to hold on to, which made their defending a little bit more resolute. Once it got to 2-1, 3-1, they kind of gave up the ghost, especially after the dire goal and Sun missed a chance that could have made it 2-2. Or was it 2-1? I think it was 2-2. once they gave up the ghost, it was almost just Chelsea could do what they wanted and Jackson scored two, I think, in the last five minutes or whatever it was. Um, but for the large majority, for the large por- for a large section of that game, Chelsea were not good and it didn't seem as if they would score. So it it is bad in terms of their attacking output. Chelsea do need an attacking philosophy, by the way. It can't be uh, let the players figure it out because we've seen clearly they can't figure it out. Even even when it was down to 10 men, there was like a break in the action and Pochettino was telling Gallagher and Enzo, I think he was like, oh, oh no, it was Mudrick, was it? It was Mudrick and like he was actually coaching them and telling them what to do. It's like, how do I say this nicely? Is there no intelligence in the team to There's, know the, what you the, need the to do? The just into that. If like, Spurs are playing a high line, then you need third, fourth man runs. Like, let Gallagher break the line. Let Enzo break the line. Somebody else needs to run. So the ball goes wide, third man run, and the, the, the third man is the one who would get the ball. And then you just need Jackson to stay in the middle and collect, you know, <laughs> collect his penance, basically, just like free goals. They were they were giving them free goals the whole game. Free. Free. It, it was Jackson like, could have scored five or six if they knew what they were doing. 
but it, it was took wild, them bro. Way no, no, too no, long no, no, to figure it out. Watching the game was wild. It was because basically it didn't. It it wasn't a football match. Like when it went in, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm watching. That's why that I respect Tottenham. If if for nothing else, they've exposed Chelsea even further. Oh, for sure, for sure. Anyway. Like, you see, yes, yes, they have. Yes, <laughs> like like I'm like this. I've never seen a team win four one, but I'm like, man, this this team has this issues. Is like like how do you win four one? But the takeaway is like, man, this team really has issues, bro. <laughs> because if 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 a, if a, if a, if a team is there, wow, if a team is there to get beat ten one, and you beat them four, you've underperformed. Jackson underperformed his xG. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, his extra was like seven point something. Now, okay, okay. This 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 goes to our debate that we had on the on the hangout. So I wanna know. Hell hold on, hold on. Oh, wrong. Aha, marker created. <laughs> That's fun actually. Hit the yeah. one. Um Do we judge strikers by their counting numbers or do we judge strikers based on their overall play? This is a this is a question that I've had for a long time and that we've gotten to into on several occasions over the course of the pod. But I, th- I feel like Jackson in that game is a perfect example of what I'm getting at. And I tried, probably erroneously, to juxtapose him with Haaland in the sense of we judge Haaland based purely off counting numbers to, to the tune of he should be winning the Ballon d'Or over Messi because he has a bunch of numbers. But if you actually look at how he plays, his movement as a striker is good, but his link-up play, some of some of the the bad touches he has, games where he doesn't even touch the ball except to score, over the course of 90 minutes, he doesn't influence the game really, but he does influence it in the most important way, which is the little thing at the top left corner, right corner, wherever you're, you know wherever Sky puts the thing. I just top left, top left. Yeah, uh, top where, left. where they put the score. Like, that's the most important thing. So he has the most important statistic, but he doesn't necessarily play well over the course of 90 minutes, 120, however long the game is. Jackson was like that against Spurs. He was awful. I can't say awful. He just, he wasn't good. Mm-mm. I think that's safe to say. He wasn't good. But he did get the counting numbers. So I wonder... And it it just it was a good game to have the conversation. If a striker gets numbers, even if they play trash, and obviously we take into account these numbers were got against nine men, but we can forget that game and just go to the conversation more generally. If if a striker has a good game but doesn't score, is that better than a striker that scores but has a bad game? I mean, I mean, there are different ways you can view it because at the end of the day, in the modern game, you want more from your striker. Like years before, uh, mates, I'm not looking at you to play with the midfielders, combine with the guys. No, I'm looking at you to freaking score like like Badestuza, Weir, um, Kleinvet. You're just here to freaking score. Fast forward, Firmino, Benzema, David Villa, more is not required of the striker now. Firmino and David Villa in the same list. I mean, no, I'm, I'm just giving. Like, I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. yeah, yeah. I'm just like types of striker. But bro, give Firmino his his just use though in terms of the role that he played yeah, for, for right, Liverpool. He was good. He was good. You know, um, so more is required. But so I think now it's a bit skewed where 
the currency of a striker isn't just the goals, as has been seen with Firmino and that Liverpool team, where there were many games that Firmino did not score, but guys like Bro, Firmino was the most important player for Liverpool, and he was crucial in terms of the role that they are, they are playing. I just how strikers are now used now. So remember, the games is constantly evolving, and how we now view different positions is constantly evolving, and what is required of those positions is evolving now. Like, bro, no one crosses the ball. No one cares about crossing. Now it's about you're now in, inside the force. So you're now a, another. You're pretty much a white striker now. Mm. So, I think for Jackson, you can't in a vacuum. You did your thing. You scored three, three calls in a vacuum. But then context is key. So why is it that every Chelsea fan I spoke to said that my Nico Jackson is trash? I'm like, hang on. He scored three goals. And nobody has come out and given Nico Jackson any credit. Because <laughs> you can't divorce from what we saw. Because yes, you scored three goals. But it was a nine men playing a high line. And you missed several chances. So... It is so. It, so no, not a single person came out and gave Nico Jackson praise for scoring th- th- three goals, because they were like, "I'm sorry, based on that, and that context, yeah, he scored three goals. He should have scored five or six, based on the psychotic tactics that were employed against freaking nine men." Whereas for Haaland's viewpoint is most of those goals where he doesn't really do much and he scores, it's eleven against eleven, and also facts is a fact. Credit, credit in the, in the bank is, is a big thing. Based on his credit in the, in, in the bank, you will give him a lot more leeway than anybody else. Based on like, oh, it's Haaland. And that reputation that you have means that, okay, you have a bad game, you don't score. Okay, you score one or two goals. Okay, fine, cool. But Nico Jackson, you have such a bad credit in the bank based on how many bad games you have, how you're underperforming based on off of your XG, the chances that you're missing you know, so. Mm. So do you remember the game where Lukaku had like six or seven touches? Mm. If he would have scored a goal in that game, nobody would have brought up he had six or seven touches. Yeah. They yeah. would have just said he scored, he was good because he got the number that matters. GA yeah. is what people focus on. So what I, I think my larger point is that for strikers that we think are good, it doesn't really matter what they do. It's, if they score, it's good. But it doesn't matter for strikers that it does for, for strikers who we don't like or that we think are a bit suspect, even if they score, if their performance is bad over the course of 90 minutes, people will use that performance over the course of 90 minutes to say, yeah, he scored, but he was whack. But if if we like you, even though you're trash over 90 minutes because you scored, you're good. I just, no, 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 my, no, 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 that is the point, though. No, like that's it's. I I I feel like um it's it's my fault because I'm not saying what I'm what I'm saying clearly enough. Clearly, um, I just I w- I would like a level of consistency in the way that we judge strikers. Either you use the performance, you use the goals, you use some combination of them to judge a striker, or let people have their own little just their own customized way of judging individual strikers based off their opinion of them. Okay, okay, okay. can I ask you something real quick? So, mm. do you, why do you think people didn't give Nico Jackson credits for scoring those three, three goals? Because of Tottenham's tactics. So, how can now, so how can you divorce the context of that? Because 
I know, I see, I 100% understand the larger points that, that you're making, which is that, no, be consistent. A striker scoring sees his goals. No matter what he does over 90 minutes, if he scores two or three goals, he's had a good game because that's what he's about. So let's be consistent as we are with Haaland, as we are with everyone else, which is fair. But the fact of the matter is, why? Because this all stems from Nico Jackson isn't being cr- given credits. They're saying, yeah, that's the worst hat trick I've ever seen. I know he's scored three goals, but that was a trash now, performance. I never said give Jackson credit. I just, I want a level of consistency when we judge strikers. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 no. And, and then, Jackson and then, got no, no, his I, numbers. Therefore, people who use numbers only and they don't talk about people's performances, you now cannot bring up the tactical element. You, all you care about is number, not you specifically. Mm. But if all you do is talk about numbers, 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 GA, 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 I don't want to hear you talking about the tactical element and what Tottenham did. If a player got his numbers and that's all you ever use to judge a striker, then shut up about the tactics. If you're somebody like yourself, though, who uses the tactical element, who breaks down and has a, a, a different level of analysis over what happens within the context of 90 minutes, that then gives you permission to look at Spurs and their tactics. That then gives you permission to look at Haaland's performance over 90 minutes if he scores a goal, but he was ultimately kind of whack in the game. I don't have an issue with that. All, all, I'm, taking, all I'm saying is there are people online who only care about a, a player's, not even a striker, but a player's counting numbers. He got goals, he got assists, Therefore, he's a Ballon d'Or winner. Therefore, he should be winning this. He should be winning that. I, I mark it down to the, the golden boot, Pachichi, Cristiano, Messi-ism mm. of what's happened to football in the last 10, 20 years where all people care about is numbers and he scored 50 goals in a season, 100 goals in a season. If all you give a fuck about is numbers, if a man gets his numbers, I don't want to hear any excuses about how he got the numbers. He got the numbers. Be consistent in your logic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, 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 look. I, 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 I get where you're coming from. I but but, but from, I 100% but... hear your point. It's a valid point. And I agree with the, the larger point that Jackson, like, he, don't celebrate those goals. Do it. See, like, bro, the way you got them is whack. I agree. <laughs> you know, there was actually something even interesting. Psychologically, I think he knew. You, oh, of, you course notice, he knew. of course you, he knew. You, you notice he didn't go collect the match ball. Like, they had to give it to him. <laughs> You noticed that, didn't you? Like, he didn't go to the referee and go collect the ball. Yeah, no, he no, went to the you, crowd you, you, and clapped. Because like, I think psychologically you understand, like, this post- isn't a, this you, isn't you a real hat trick, bro. You, you can't. We know that. He, he but, knew. He knew. bro, if you're, only, if you're someone on Twitter who's talking about Haaland should win the Ballon d'Or, and you ask why, because he got numbers, then when somebody gets numbers, don't start talking about performance over 90 minutes. I don't want to hear that from you. But... That's 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 all. My my larger point no, no, was no, about but, no, but, consistency but, but, and no, but, logic. But, but the last thing though is that that's why I didn't understand why you're bringing Haaland into because Haaland's numbers is numbers on on a wider context. Mm. This is just three goals in one game against nine nine men. So when so so, so those guys that make the Haaland Balondo arguments is fifty something goals <laughs> over. Yeah. What forty or, just, or, or something it, it's games? It's based on numbers, though. It's not based on his performance in the games. It's based on he scores goals. But he scores he scores goals on a consistent basis. It's not just he scored three goals in one game. He scores goals on an extremely scary, freakish, consistent basis. Yeah, but so, that's more down to the team than him. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But whatever the case may be. 50 goals is 50-something goals. <laughs> five goals in a UCL game is five goals in a UCL. So it's like, this is 38 games. So this is, so basically it is a much 
much more richer resume than Jax's resume. So, yeah, uh, hat tricks against Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, and Wolves last season. Uh, <laughs> five goals against Leipzig in a in a UCL thing fair again. Enough, so, but I mean, so. you you rate Leipzig now. <laughs> It's better than nine months spores, bro. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It's better than nine months spores. Like, come on, not, like Holland is Holland is the name on the top of my mind because he's the most obvious person mm. that I think, my personal opinion, is a wretched footballer, but scores oh, for, goals oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. So I'm no, no, using him, a, but it's a, it's a bad for... example ultimately because the volume of goals he scores and the the level that he's scoring them in whether it's you know champions league even though if we look at the semi in the final he didn't really do much but that's probably no. because he's a retro footballer <laughs> no, 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 he's a tree trunk the, the guy's the guy's a tree trunk that just scores goals all he is is a goal scorer that's now, he's a tree trunk now so. you'll you'll notice for to, for my point i'm not bringing up harry kane like mm. that would be silly because he gets he has the numbers plus the performance over 90 minutes yes. so where it he's he's everything and it works but whereas for people like Haaland, though, and, and because he was Ballon d'Or winner, I'll shut up here because I'm, I'm probably just digging myself a deeper hole. But I just, I don't, I see people who use numbers clearly and that's all they care about is if a striker scores, he was good. But then when Jackson gets his numbers, it's not good enough because of reasons. When I don't get those reasons when, when other people score, even if they score against 10 men, if, they, if, if their goals are penalties, they don't care. They're just goals. So that's all I'm saying. But I'm never gonna get consistency on Twitter or YouTube comments. So it's a it's a fruitless argument. Oh, actually, oh, um, have you been watching Obi Obi Mikkel's podcast, the Obi One podcast? Obi One. Yes. Well, it's called like the Obi One podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. That's is what uh, that's what the first thing everyone said when the he, his name first came. So, oh, Obi, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Obi. Yeah. When he, Obi no, no, came. what's going on? So obviously he's he interviewed Terry. He interviewed Lampard. Drunk are they good interviews? Away. Are they good? Like, are they hard hitting or are they just kind of? Oh no, no, oh, no, no, the Lampard one was really good. It was really good. It was really good because because obviously because you know they really go behind the scenes of what's happening in Chelsea. I'm just like there's. Like it's really good having an insight into that 2012 game, and they have a really good insight into like Mourinho and just what Mourinho was what was about and everything. No, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Right. No, but, but but I'm really waiting for the drug bowl. Like that's going to be really good. Are they are they in studio? Like are they in? No no no. So him and his podcast guy are in. I think it's Doha or somewhere like in the studio. Then the other guys like via the internet. Oh so. okay. Um. So that's all you had to offer the people? <laughs> so um, yeah, no, no. Mikel Obi's part. That's fine. I mean what I mean, what else I mean, what else is 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 there really? Was there I any mean, Champions League stuff that happened that's worth discussing? PSG. Sh- oh well someone yeah, like, like 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 nah. Be always have to be very careful because are there a lot of these accounts have muted, like transfer daily, deadline daily, and all this crap. But the new thing now is PSG have decided not to sign... Um, sorry, Real have decided not to sign Mbappe. Oh, was that the, because of their statement? I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just looking online. Some guys just sent me a DM. Though. Oh, how far have you? 
read this, but then I look at where it's from. Like, okay, look, until you give me multiple accounts, I don't care. But but the thing though is that I have a very sneaky feeling. I have a very sneaky, messed up feeling that Mbappe extends with PSG. Me too. I've, I've got a sticky feeling that happens. That's because I believe that, and and this is this is how I think it's going to play out. Mbappe is already a World Cup coach. He's already one of the greatest World Cup players ever. Like in my view, he has had the best first two World Cups of any player in history. Um, but I think that his club career is going to suffer, and I think his biggest regret was not joining Real Madrid all those years ago. That is going to be his singular biggest re- regret. Was not joining Real Madrid when he had had the chance. Because I feel with Jude Bellingham now, if they now spend 150 plus on Osime, I think Real Madrid are going to go in a whole different direction and he'll just extend with PSG. Mm. It depends on his level of intent. Like, oh, oh, if oh, he oh, oh, did you press if... the book, bookmark? Yeah, 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 I did, I did, I did. Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. Um, if he really wants to leave, he'll leave. But he has to really, really want to leave. And I don't think he really, really wants to leave. I think mm. if, if, if he, if he left, I think he'd be fine. But I don't think he's gonna push for the move, in some strong way. So what, 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 what I mean by that is, if PSG come with a contract proposal that's commensurate i do think he'll sign it but it's not going to be like how would i put it i i don't think it's it's madrid or nothing else i do think psg have a chance to re-sign him and Mm. for me i look at how the team is set up especially in that uh milan game you've got colomwani you've got dembele like they have players who i think he probably likes playing with and are only there because they like playing with him. I'm sure, like, as as the, the star boy of PSG, he must have had an input on those signings over the summer. Like, <laughs> bring me Dembele, mm. bring me Colomwani. Or if not, they're just players who the club thinks Killian likes them, so they're, they're fine. Um, I could... I have the scary feeling, too, of him extending. And it's not that he can't become a legend of the game at PSG. I think his, as you say, his status goes beyond just the club game and what he does for France. He'll be their all-time leading scorer. There's a chance he could have two World Cups, maybe three more. Um, I think France should easily win one of those, one of the next three. And um, that would give him two World Cups and that would put him in rarefied air. Um like he there's there are paths for him to become a legend of the game outside of what he does for the club or for his club but his path will be made so much easier if he left PSG for basically anywhere else in England or Spain because people actually care about those leagues <laughs> or even if he went to Serie A like if he somehow found his way to I mean this would never happen cuz they don't have the money but Juve Inter AC Milan like the 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 how would you put it the name brand recognition of those clubs like like <laughs> it would be he'd be fine in terms of his legacy because he'd win some he'd win something but when you're stuck in not stuck but when you're with Paris who as we said mo- for multiple times our parents are older than PSG 
This club has no yeah. history tradition, really. Their their their, their history starts with Ronaldinho and JJ Acosta, really, and George Weah in the nineties, yeah. really. I mean, nobody really cares about that thing except those in Paris. And you're not, you're never gonna win the Champions League, certainly not with Dembele, Kolo Mwani as your supporting cast. You had the Messi Neymar days, that didn't work. So I don't know how you're expecting more with less. So, oh, that was something I wanted to say. We can get out on this one. Watching that game, how how bad of a problem was Neymar really? For years, people said Neymar's a problem, Neymar's a problem, Neymar's this, Neymar's that. The only problem with Neymar was his fitness. That's it. If if Neymar could have stayed but, 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 fit, but that's a big problem. Oh, no, 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 Without Neymar, they they do nothing. Like Neymar was the only answer for them for the to win the UCL. So, I w- I was watching the game and I was like, so you not one would rather have Dembele than Neymar on what planet? Not this one. Maybe there's alternate universes where like Dembele actually knows what to do when he gets in the positions, but on this planet in this reality, he doesn't. I'd rather have Neymar, even if he's broken. Like Messi, Messi was gonna do what Messi does because he was going wherever. But you, did you see Verratti in the stands during the game? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so bad, so bad, so bad. Put so him on the so pitch. So he needs to be playing. I know he's in Qatar or wherever he's at, but like, why isn't he in the team? They could use him. I mean, I just, this PSG are unserious. It's the best way to describe them. I'll steal that from Tosin. Or scams, Nigerian scams. They're unserious. They're not. It's not a real club. Shout out to Neymar, man. Ne- Neymar got way too much blame for a situation that is beyond anyone's control. The only people. Yeah, who but, but he was, was partying with his sister in March every every year, man. So. <laughs> Would- <laughs> wouldn't you have hope? Not your sister, but like, wouldn't you party? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, come. On. Okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll party, but not you know. I'm saying. Oh. Whatever happened to the Rafaela uh, fan club that you had going for there for like a season or two? Yeah, well, on the she's, channel. She's, 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 yeah, she's, she's, she's still there, you know. She's still there, you know. But you know, I've, I've, I've seen if a few others have taken my heart, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, talking about this podcast sometimes funny. Sometimes, well, let me plug some stuff. I'm at the end of the look. Half hope. Where can people find you? Um, to be confirmed, but you can find me around. Follow where you follow. Links are in the description. Now we can get to it. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Okay. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.